I'm Simone Soul, and I'm your Korean mom. And this is my show, The Simone Show. Let's go. Today, I want to share with you ten of my most unpopular opinions about business. I realize that there are some things that I often hold back from telling folks because I think they don't want to hear it, and they often don't. But often avoiding what is true can often just end up hurting you more. And looking directly at what is true, even if it's uncomfortable at first, is deeply healing and expansive. And you know what else? I happen to be in my truth-telling era. I always try to tell the truth, but like I'm like extra in my truth-telling era. So I'm ready to give it all to you from a place of love and hoping that it gets to be of service. To you connecting to your own truth. So let's get right into it. Unpopular opinion number one. So many people start businesses to try to find the perfect love and perfect approval they never got from their parents. They look for their clients to give it to them. They look for their coaches that they hire to give it to them. They look for the money they earn to give it to them. And if this worked, believe me, I would be your biggest cheerleader in trying to get get it. But it's a strategy with a guaranteed 100% failure rate. And in fact, the longer you keep it up, the bigger the hole inside you gets. And for that reason, so for so many people, the pivot towards real sustainable success starts to happen when people realize the perfect unconditional love and approval they're seeking cannot come from any part of their business. It cannot come from money. It has to come from within. Second unpopular opinion, if something has a low barrier to entry, like life coaching, for instance, you can be sure that there's also a very high barrier to success. The easier to start, the harder to stand out. People confuse low barrier to entry with low barrier to success when the opposite is true. And the entitlement to the kind of like quick and easy success that comes from this kind of thought error really damages a lot of businesses. If tons and tons of people could do what you do, and or they claim to do what you do, the law of supply and demand dictates that you have to do or be or have something extraordinary in order to have demand. And people expect success without putting in the work to become extraordinary, whether it's an extraordinary state of being, whether it's an extraordinary professional ability or extraordinary marketing skill. And if I'm being even more uncensored, people think they're extraordinary when they're not. And don't get me wrong, in a soul sense, everyone is genuinely extraordinary in being exactly who they are, but that's not the same thing as having what it takes to compete in a crowded marketplace. And I've also seen people keep trying to prove that there are exceptions. Like, well, so-and-so isn't anything extraordinary and they became successful, so what do they have that I don't? The answer is one of two possibilities. They either have something extraordinary that it's hard for you to see, or they're the beneficiaries of extraordinary luck, which is also a thing, but also a thing that no one can count on. Either way, you're the one responsible for working on yourself, working on your skill set, working to have something extraordinary to offer to the marketplace, even if that is being extraordinarily true to yourself. The third unpopular opinion, 
It's a mistake to be resentful of people who have less substance than you, but are more successful because they have better marketing. Marketing is a set of real skills that you get better at through hard work and implementing your marketing skills to a degree where it's consistently paying off good dividends for your business is also hard, honest work. So don't feel salty about other people reaping the fruit of their own work and get to work yourself. Fourth unpopular opinion, I believe that most people aren't ready for strategy-based business coaching. There are rare times when I give like 100% strategy-focused coaching, and that's when the client is like in the top five percentile of self-awareness and self-resourcefulness. And all those people need is a little strategic tweak, a little, you know, suggestion, do this, do that, and the rest goes boom, boom, boom. And, you know, I have clients who work with me for a long time and they get there. I'm not like people need to work with me to get there. But I think in my experience, the vast majority of people don't know that they have huge emotional blind spots, unconscious dissonance, or energetic blockages. Unless you address those first, they will thwart and sabotage every strategy you throw at your business. Fifth unpopular opinion, I care profoundly about business ethics, and I also believe that too many people have what I call ethical perfectionism, which as is the case with creative perfectionism, where you're never good enough, right? It's less about being perfect and more about the fear of, I am bad and I'm unworthy. I'm not deserving. You know, wanting to be a good person who treats others well is a beautiful thing. But too many people use that against themselves and keep themselves small and paralyzed just to steer clear of any potential possibility of accidentally stepping on anyone's toes ever. Carrying yourself that way is dismissive of other people's sovereignty because you're trying to control other people's experiences all the time. It conveys little faith in your own bigness or the universe. That's no way to live. And that's not even what what it means to be ethical. Sixth unpopular opinion. I think most people haven't even begun to tap into their own greatness because they don't want to do some things that feel very, very uncomfortable. Like, yeah, there's socialization and systemic problems that keep people down and you'll never see me pretending like they're not there or bypassing the seriousness of those. But also, you are here on earth to grow and evolve as a spirit, as a soul. And if you ignore the challenges that are here to build you and form you into who you're meant to be, you're going to end up bypassing your own spiritual mission. What are you avoiding? That's the answer to that question is going to tell you a lot. You're capable of so much more than your habituated brain tells you. And I don't mean more in terms of what our culture dictates as, you know, worthy, like be more famous and rich. That, that's not what I'm talking about. You can be way more of yourself. And sometimes, you know, the work for you to live into that fully is comes, has to come from within. It can be gnarly as fuck. And It's going to strengthen you and transform you in amazing ways that you can't even imagine right now. So sometimes discomfort is the key to becoming more of yourself. Seventh unpopular opinion, you are bigger than your human design or your astrology. And if I'm being more precise, I should say you are bigger than what you think is your human design or astrology. I've seen so many people say things like, well, you know, I don't do that in my marketing because I'm a 
an Aries or whatever, right? Or I have to market this way because of my human design or such and such thing would never work for me because of my human design or because of this thing in my chart, whatever it is, right? And what I see there is for someone for whom certain beliefs about themselves have calcified into a kind of dogma about what you can or can't do or what you can or can't enjoy, right? Let me tell you, one time I had a job that involved a ton of cold calling. And let me tell you, no part of my human design or astrology or whatever would tell me that I would enjoy any part of cold calling or that I'd be talented at it. In the beginning of that job, I would have rather stab myself in the face with a fork than dial a number where I have no idea who was going to pick up, interrupt their day, introduce myself, and make them a pitch. It felt so terrible. And guess what? That job was one of the richest, most fascinating learning experiences of my entire life. And by the time I left that job, I was really good at cold calling and had earned a degree of confidence and communication skills that no other experience could ever have given me. So how many things are you writing off from the way you live and the way you do business because it's not quote unquote your human design or your astrology or whatever? And listen, listen, I'm not saying you have to go do things that feel unnatural, that, that you have to go do things that you hate just because it's going to grow you. That's not what I'm saying. There are things that are in the path of growth that is right for you that are uncomfortable, that seem like they're a contradiction to quote unquote how you are, but are meant to strengthen you and, and enrich you. My point is that you contain an entire universe inside you. You are No matter who you are, if you're listening, you are infinitely, marvelously, stupefyingly complex. Whatever you think you are, you are already more than that. And a genuine understanding of your own unique design and its complexity should lead to more openness and curiosity about how the different layers of you interact with each other in surprising ways sometimes versus locking you in some with more certitudes about who you supposedly are and what you supposedly like and don't like and what your supposed limits are. Eighth unpopular opinion. Sometimes someone saying, I know I'm meant to do this and be successful. I know this is going to be successful. I can just feel it is a red flag for me. Not always, but sometimes. And when I say red flag, I don't mean red flag like they're a bad person, but I mean it like They're currently very far from having the kind of self-awareness and maturity about the work that it takes to actually be successful if the whole, I can just feel it, is all they've got. People who are actually moving forward and creating success don't think in terms of meant to be. They think in terms of, here's what I'm committed to and why. Here's the work I'm willing to put in and here are the risks that I'm willing to take. They're far more humble because they know that nothing is meant to be unless you make it happen. And I see a lot of people sort of getting on a high of believing, oh, I can just feel it. It's meant to be. And then not doing much work to support that and not taking risks to support that. And then being surprised when nothing happens. Ninth unpopular opinion. The best thing that so many of you can do for your business is to forget about business altogether and go on a personal healing journey for at least a year, sometimes several. And I know this can be hard to hear, and believe me, I have so much empathy for this. I really do. But so many people start a business because they think it'll be the solution for their personal wounds. And it's not. It never is. It can't be. 
not consciously, but unconsciously, a lot of people try to find, like I said earlier, the unconditional love and approval they never got from their parents through their business. They try to find the emotional safety that they're lacking from the money that they think they'll make, or they try to solve their quarter life crisis or midlife crisis or whatever through business success. And listen, if this worked, once again, believe me, I'd be your biggest cheerleader, but it doesn't. What it most often does is compound the initial wound. It deepens the pain because applying the wrong medicine to the wound always does more harm than good. And if it works, it's only for a short while and inevitably, eventually comes the fall that takes you deeper into the unprocessed problems. Heal yourself first. It's such unsatisfying, trite sounding advice, but... It's what a lot of people need to hear. It becomes permission for a lot of people to drop, you know, a a struggle that is not giving them what they need. And my last 10th unpopular opinion, so many of you struggling with your businesses would do so much better to get a job. Once again, I know this can be hard to hear and I have so much empathy for this especially when the job searching process in itself can be really emotionally taxing sometimes. And so many jobs that are around aren't necessarily amazing. So I'm never going to pretend that the world is fair or that it's easy. Like you snap your fingers and you have an amazing job that can support you. I get that. I really do. But it can actually be so much better for your business if you're not always putting the pressure on it to pay the bills. Imagine being in a relationship with a partner who's always doing the same to you, putting the pressure on you to pay the bills. And whenever they look at you, it's you get the look of, hey, how are you going to put food on the table for me this month? Whenever they look at you, it's like this unspoken pressure of like, hey, can you bring in some money for the household already? That's not a great partnership to be in, right? I like to remind people that some of the greatest, most successful writers and artists held down their day jobs and still managed to create incredible work as have so many entrepreneurs created amazing businesses, many of which are household names while they were doing their day jobs. I can also tell you so many stories of my clients who reluctantly got their jobs because they wanted to put stop putting pressure on their businesses. And it turned out that their jobs provided the foundation of stability and safety upon which they could do better work in their businesses. And their jobs even led to unexpected opportunities for their businesses to get more clients, get more money and grow. You really can do both. In a gig economy in 2020, whatever, it is no longer a shame in anywhere, in any way whatsoever to be balancing multiple jobs, to make your ambitions work, to make your life work. And in fact, I think that doing what you need to do to honor your art, and yes, your business is an art, I don't care what you sell, and doing what you need to do to feed it, what it needs to grow, is a totally honorable thing to do, not to mention totally badass. Look, I'm no Pollyanna about the economy, but when we're talking about getting jobs, the truth remains that the world hasn't completely fallen to shit yet. Like I'm recording this podcast and you're listening to it and some, you know, like it can seem like the world is totally falling apart, but it hasn't yet. (laughs) And we actually live in an extraordinary time of connectivity and innovation. There is an entire world of opportunities out there that you might not have imagined. So many ways to get a you know job and make a living, including ones that where they're going to value you because of the skills you've picked up in entrepreneurship, your coaching skills, 
all of your, you know, everything that you learn for your business is transferable. And there are going to be companies that want to hire you because you've had, you're coming from an experience of building this business, right? And then there are also jobs that aren't necessarily what make your soul sing, but provide a very good enough foundation for you to play with your business without pressure so you can access your highest creativity. It, just to put it shortly, it's okay to get a job. It really, really is. And sometimes it's better than okay if we're looking at feeding your business for the long term. All right, my friends, that's my 10 unpopular opinions. I hope they were useful for you. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you're looking for a one-stop shop where you can find the best of my teaching, all organized into a beautiful and actionable sequence, guess what? I got you. I took the best of my podcast episodes and created a whole damn workbook around them. It's called the Simone Starter Pack, and it's the ultimate marketing cheat sheet. I got countless emails from folks who downloaded it saying, this free resource is worth more than all these courses I paid thousands of dollars for. So what are you waiting for? Go grab the Simone Starter Pack. The link is in the show notes. I can't wait to see what amazing results you'll get from it.